Well, hello everybody. This is Art Stemmel with another edition of Art iFact. Been doing some background research for the upcoming Raceism, What's the Race podcast, and kind of got stumbled off into the subject of origins of religion, particularly how the astrological uh, signs, stars, the sun and the moon and the black sun above kind of tie into the origins of man's wonderings of exactly what is it all about, where did we come from, what kind of a uh, entity they settled on the concept of a G-O-D God did we come from. And the, the way I can look at it, especially looking at some of uh, D. Murdoch, uh, also known as Acteria S, uh, and her contribution to the Zeitgeist film. Also, what Eric DeBay threw together on There Is No Such Thing as Jesus Christ. Uh, these couple of videos really touch on the astrological origins and underpinnings of all religion. And the interesting thing is, it's it's a pattern that seems to be repeated throughout the last well, at least several thousand years, um, 15 or so religions prior uh, to the current reigning king religion, uh, Christianity, um, all seem to have had the same background pattern. This, according to a researcher um, by the name of Jordan, um, and you know, it's interesting to see how the patterns have stayed the same, just the characters and the different um, origin points, different categories of the story have just changed names. Example, uh, let's take Mithras, a messianic type uh, leader, uh, anciently that kind of fit the pattern of the bull Taurus. Taurus, of course, is one of the astrological star constellations in the shape of A, and in this case, bull, Taurus the bull, um, prior to the next um, in the big giant wheel of astrological turnings, uh, whatever comes after Taurus. And it was Pisces, the Christ figure, the, the fish and all that, fisher of men. Um, and then the origins of the cross prior to crucifixions in Rome, first century, for hundreds of years prior. And the reason is because the original cross formation was that of the division of the four seasons of weather and time throughout the centuries, being fall, winter, spring, summer. And they intersect so-called in the sky in a circular uh, kind of a pattern to establish this um, star formation, astrological origin of religion, sky pattern. So you just draw a circle in your mind's eye in the sky and divide up the four different seasons and you're going to have a, I guess, like a pizza pie. 
that's been cut down the middle and then turn it 180 degrees and cut it down the middle again. And you see you've got four sections and that being the cross. And to further emphasize this point, uh, some of the cross, old crosses would have like a circle around the intersecting point of the two. I guess you could call it cross beams. And even today, some of these churches, specifically the Greek Orthodox uh, flavor, has the circle around the cross. But other ones do as well. And it has absolutely nothing to do with somebody being executed on two pieces of wood in the first century. It has everything to do with the ancient astrological division of time uh, and the seasonal changes. Uh, equinox and the winter solstice. Sol for sun, S-O-L. Stis, still or stillness. Static, not moving. And so every year around December the 21st, close to it, the the star known as the sun, S-U-N, tends to rise to a certain or actually come back around perspectively to a certain um, what appears to be height in the sky. And then for three days in a row, it doesn't seem to be able to get over that some kind of a death march slowly getting to a point in the horizon where it doesn't move anymore and then all of a sudden oh oh we got a live one here uh, it starts to appear to be higher in the in the sky and there's no doubt that the star the sun sun does vary in height it's obvious because of the size of the sun certain times of year um, the appearance and the color of it so it's definitely going up and down a few thousand miles, not staying at one certain level, and definitely going in a circular pattern like a cinnamon swirl, um, you know, dessert, where it's slowly, uh, like if you remember The Wizard of Oz, when Dorothy, you know, stomped on the Wicked Witch of the East, talked to the Munchkin people, and then headed off down the Yellowbrick Road, if you notice, she started at a singular point, um, and then it got round and round and round, and eventually it went on down the road to the talking apples and hanging midgets. But to start off with, it was the gold round uh, circular pattern. I think this is symbolic of the way that the sun kind of moves around our section of the universal plane, uh, subdivided in giant sections thousands of miles wide and kind of it, it appears to be some type of barrier maybe no barrier at all we don't really know um, but this this formation of the star the sun um, goes to the outer rim of our sectional area and like right now we're entering into the uh, months where in the north what they call the north or the center part of our section uh, is going to be getting less direct sun but still light nonetheless but the fieriness the heat of it is starting to go to the edges of our sectional uh, six continents and like people in australia will be getting warmer and warmer temperatures and they're 
what we call December Christmas time is a little toasty uh, and on the outer edge of our sectional six continents. But anciently, this is what went on. Uh, we actually, we obviously have some type of electrical, uh, some type of energy uh, in the sky above. Uh, the, the oceans and the skies tend to be like giant batteries uh, or the tips of the batteries uh, or the positive little nodules and then the bottom of the battery, if you imagine a AA or AAA or even a D or C size battery, when you stand it up, the little nipple part to me would represent like the little islands, little uh, continents. And then the space between the batteries, if you stack up a bunch, is the ocean, the great, you know, dividing um, water and ice barrier. So this water and ice would be the connecting electrical charging uh, wiry part that keeps all these imaginary batteries, or in this case, land formations, connected. And so we have a section, and there are unlimited sections of the Earth, and there's energy in the sky. So the sun does its traveling around in each section. There's obviously infinite suns to go with infinite land, infinite ocean, infinite ice. Uh, and then the roof up there, what they call the firmament. Definitely firm. Uh, however high up it goes, how many hundreds of miles, thousands of miles it goes. And then if parts of it were to chip off and there was like an electrical you know, parts of the roof coming off, it might appear to be some kind of fiery little meteorite that, you know, lands in the farmer's field and it's usually like a piece of glass or something. So it's this impenetrable roof above us. But I, I tend to be uh, degrassing once again. Uh, yeah, so drop the mic and uh, move on, right? Um, it's what I do, bitch. <laughs> so... The astrological origins of our uh, religious, uh, I guess you could say, constellations that we have now uh, varied, certainly as stars uh, in the sky appears to be. I mean, Christianity alone, over 30,000 uh, divisions or subdivisions or denominations um, and, you know, just all the other spinoffs from those 30,000 You've got the, you know, primitive Baptist, uh, American Baptist, Southern Baptist, uh, just alone, you know, Anabaptist. Uh, and, uh, so the religious origins, the astrological formations of stars in the sky made these, um, like Taurus the bull, you know, you've got the Gemini, the twins, the Sagittarius, half, you know, human and half horse. So these zodiacal or zodiological um, symbols that are noticed after thousands of years of staring at the sky. Well, you don't have Netflix to look at. What are you going to do? Go outside and stare at the sky. So that's what they did. And so the word zodiac comes from our word that we use for zoo or zoe, zoological, zoophobia. uh, So that's where we get that from. And it seems to be a pattern of re- repetition. Uh, they say that we're on a spinning sphere that's spinning with the solar system and spinning and spinning and spinning, and then, but yet 
how do you explain the, uh, the repetitions of the sky uh, constellations of stars that seem to be, you know, that, that don't seem to be, that are actually uh, the same uh, in small patternal differences throughout seasonal changes. But it, here we go back around again, and it's the same exact locations. So predictable that uh, people can predict the eclipses when the black sun comes in there and starts to show and uh, duck and hide and uh, make its appearances to absorb the light because black suns don't reflect light. Generally, they uh, are slightly transparent, but mainly opaque and light-absorbing, uh, and black, like a black sun it is called. So here we got these astrological formations, even to today, that have been, you know, three and four and five times, uh, you know, interpreted over and over, literalized, and to the point that now, in this Christian religion, the person of the S-U-N has been changed to an S-O-N, a, uh, you know, a, a, a literal person uh, transforming these planetary astrological signs, uh, not really planetary, just, you know, wandering stars that are said to be planets, assumed to be these spherical objects in the sky. Um, so now it's really personified to the point of religious dogma, text, uh, adherence, and philosophies, congregations instead of constellations. Interesting the way those words work. And instead of, you know, a S-U-N being worshipped, it's an S-O-N and a G-O-D. Of course, I use that term G-O-D as government-operated deities or deity. Uh, so here we go. You know, I always wanted to know what was the significance of astrology, astronomy, and religious doctrine and religious formations today. And there it is. And by looking at those sources that I mentioned early on in this in this podcast, the one from Eric Dubay talking about uh, there is no Jesus Christ, the Zeitgeist films, also Akaria S, also known as D.M. Murdoch, all of her work uh, that she contributed in her books, uh, you know, the greatest story ever sold, uh, and all her other great books on questioning these origin myths, these stories. Timothy Freak, uh, F-R-E-K-E. -E. Yes, I suggest you look into what he and his co-writer, uh, Peter Gandy, G-A-N-D-Y, wrote together. Get their takes on religion. Timothy, a uh, scholar extraordinaire on all world religions and how he can take them and kind of make sense out of these matrix-like matrix uh, systems that we have today. Um, and I just think it's very interesting. So I invite you to do, bottom line of this podcast, re-research the astrological origins as a pattern to overlay of today's faiths uh, and, and religious divisions and dogmas and all these different world religions, how closely they resemble their... Um, I guess, ancient paternal, maternal 
birth, uh, birthing of their sources in the sky, uh, the stars and the sun and the moon and the black sun and how all they have come together to give us what we have today. Uh, it's very interesting stuff out there. And again, I, I want you to be listening closely. I'm still working on the next episode on racism called simply what is the race i'm very uh intrigued especially to find out that uh, the word race uh, did not even appear into our vernacular until the 1700s it's pretty recent when you consider thousands of years of history and all the different uh ways that uh, people have been uh, dissected and divided and, and and lied to deceived used um uh, throughout the years by uh, more powerful, I, I guess you could say the real true higher power, the higher authority, the the kings and kingdoms over the feuds and the, the salt of the earth people that make everything work and grow and build things. So, yeah, that's the way it really looks. That's, that's your higher power because, uh, you know, when, when they've got higher authority over you and tell you what to do or put you in jail or, you know, molest you uh, physically or mentally, then um, that power seems to be something that is over you. Uh, and in a material realm, I think they may have us beat, but what's materialism anyway? It's not, it's fleeting. It's not eternal. It's not, it's that you, you know, you can't take it with you, but you don't need to take it with you because you are going to be in it in another form in the next uh, incarnation. But the real you, the real power, the real peace, I was having a conversation the other day at one of the local malls near where I live with a lady, um, you know, the real power, the real peace, the real, uh, in essence, your truth living in it is not material. It's it's uh, ethereal. It's within your uh, pineal uh, hot, Wi-Fi hotspot to the source of all creation that made everything material. I invite you to look at episode number 18, The Source Creator, for more details on that one. Um, well, I'm going to get on out of here. I appreciate your time um, tuning in, listening to Click Here, H-E-A-R. Notice there's another Click Here podcast that started in February of 2022. It's like, hey, wait a minute. You know, I, I got that title, but, but NPR is doing one now. And it has to do with cyber, uh, this and that. So, again, you know, they, there's no way to... It, it appears that you can't just delete certain people, certain podcasts, but what you can do is try to steer traffic uh, from them. So here we go again. Now there's two out there called Click H-E-R-E. That's why I always tell people, you know, it, you, you hear a... Podcast, And, of course, the subtitle is Hearing, Not the Heard. Well, I appreciate you tuning in and being part of the listening audience, uh, a different type of heard, because you heard me. You ain't hearing me. You hearing me. But thank you for tuning in. And, yeah, re-research that astrological connection to try to give you some sense on how the religions that we have today, how they come about. All right, thank you for tuning in. This is Art. We'll talk to you next time on The Click Here, Hearing Not the Herd podcast.